I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy holidays, Ryan. What's going on, brother? What's up, Ryan? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? What's We're going doing on, well. Buddy? We're doing well. Um, you know, a number of things to hit upon. You know, what do you make of everything surrounding this do your job web series, the Pats, and the latest NFL investigation up there uh, with what the what New England's doing here, Ryan? Look, if this were the Buffalo Bills, no one would care. Oh. It, it, it's just uh, a pattern we've seen over more than a decade now, and. Look, man, part of me believes Bill Belichick when he said now on three different occasions that, look, we have nothing to do with the video crew. We had nothing to do with this. But the other part of me has seen historically what has happened and what they've done. And you're like, all right, well, how is this, how is this, this difficult? Why, why do you – how does this keep happening just to you and no one else? And you wonder, okay, well, what's, what's, the, what's the plan here? You're, you're the best coach in the NFL. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. You have the best defense in the NFL. You guys can win without having to sort of find the gray area, and you keep fighting the gray area. And, look, I don't know what the situation was in the press box at the Browns game, but if I'm asking questions at the NFL, I'm like, all right, so you're interviewing this advanced scout for do your job. Can you explain to me why the camera was pointed at the, at the Bengals sidelines for eight minutes? Eight minutes, dude. Eight minutes. So let's I mean, say, hey, Rod, let's say they were, they were, they were videoing – stock footage to use as B-roll at some point in this. Because the website, I don't know if you ever watched it. Moose and I actually looked at it yesterday during the show. It's actually legitimate. Like, it's a really well-produced web series they have. Like, they put a lot of money in this thing. Mm-hmm. But, let, you know, to your point of eight minutes, like, if you're, you know, videoing footage to use as stock footage hypothetically, okay, you don't need eight minutes worth of it. You know, that's that's a lot locked in on the <laughs> sideline, really. You re- look, it gets you in the – it sets the mood. Taz, you need eight minutes to set up everything. And by the way, <laughs> when the guy taking the video, who apparently was contracted, says to the to the security person in the press box, "Hey, man, let's just delete this video yep. and forget it all. It all ever happened." Yep. That that to me is sort of a red flag. It's a little sketchy. Yeah. A little sketchy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's weird. I, I just don't understand what they're doing, and I, I'll be interested to see how the NFL decides to punish them if they do. Um, well, right. One thing. I want, uh, you know, Taz and I were talking about it uh, in terms of the timeline here. Um, you know, are they going to really have this thing drag on uh, like the these other investigations? Don't you know? Don't you think it would be best for the league to kind of uh, get this rectified one way or the other and have some? I mean, it, we're not curing cancer here. Uh, it should be. It shouldn't take that long to investigate what was transpiring there. No. Uh, you think? I saw a report. I think Pro Football Talk reported this yesterday that uh, he talked to six AFC guys and. Three of them, I think, felt like the the tape should be released to the team so they could see what it was, and, and maybe a few others thought that it should be released publicly as well, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, you would think, but you never, like I said before, when this first broke, someone said to me, "What's going to happen?" They said, "You never know." The NFL suspended Tom Brady four four games for 
sort of made up the Flategate thing. And I think everyone was on the same side about that being silly. And then we know about what happened with Spygate and then the other sort of random punishments that happens to players and or teams through the years. It just seems like Roger Goodell spins a wheel, and wherever it lands, that's what he decides punishment-wise. So I guess he, we have to wait for him to decide when he's going to spin the wheel. Exactly. So if we shift gears and talk about MVP, so what's the deal, Rye? Do you think, uh, like a lot of folks feel, like it's Lamar Jackson's to lose? Yeah, I, I've been on this Lamar Jackson MVP bandwagon for a while. It's just he's just so incredibly fun to watch, and he's doing it in a way that doesn't require him to throw for 350 yards every week. He just beats you every every way imaginable, and then some ways you couldn't even think of. And he's so much fun. And the only concern I have is just taking hits. We saw it with RG3. We've seen it a little bit with Carson Wentz, but ironically, he got hurt in the last game, thigh injury throwing the football. He said he heard it on throwing the 61-yard touchdown pass to Hayden Hurst. He's going to be okay, so he's going to play this week. Um, no uh, reports of late-night bowling, so I think he's good to go. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, who else is in it? Deshaun Watson had, you know, laid, a, laid an egg a few weeks ago, right. or last week, actually. Um, there's Russell Wilson, of course, but I feel like Russell Wilson is now a one-man show in Seattle. He can't do it every week, even though he comes close. Uh, every week we do a ballot at CBS Top 5. This week, number 5, Ryan Tannehill, baby, here he comes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, you know, That's funny. We, you know, they're playing, obviously, tonight against the Jets. The Jets, uh, you know, one drama story after another. Do you think it's going to be one and done for Le'Veon Bell wearing a Jet uniform one year and they'll get rid of him after this season, Well, Ryan? you guys know that's Le'Veon and, and Jamal Adams have been reported, reportedly uh, going to be traded as a possibility. I'm taking a deep sigh because I, I know Adam Gates didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell to all that money. He's there. So are you going to blow up the team next year and start over after what happened this year when you did a terrible job uh, in terms of bringing Sam Darnold along and, and uh, sort of all the headaches that came with that? I, look, if you can move Le'Veon Bell, fine, go for it. I'm not sure Jamal Adams getting him off the team solves a bunch of problems. It feels like it creates more than it solves. Um, but to me the bigger issue is how is Adam Gase going to fix this and why is Sam Darnold still the way not playing any better than he's supposed to be playing because you're the quarterback whisperer. So you can trade all the guys you want, but you better have a plan. doesn't seem like he does, and I don't know how – I guess the real question is which New York team is going to be worse next year. I think right now the Giants have a slight advantage in terms of being worse, but the Jets, if they trade away all these players, it could be a conversation that they're, they're both racing for the bottom. I mean, and speaking on the Jets, though, I mean, and you mentioned, you know, Ryan, you mentioned Gaze. I mean, how long do you think he lasts? I mean, as as the as the head cheese there with the Jets. I mean, because this is like he's not exactly between, you know. I mean, I, I mean, really, it's like there could be a chance that he's gone before anybody knows it. You know, before the season ends, as the season ends, I should say. Yeah, it sounds like he 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 may more than likely back next year. And on some level, I understand that you you, you sometimes need more than a year to 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 do what you want to do. Right, I, agreed. I, yeah. I, I get all that. But, I mean, have there been any signs of real progress? I mean, they beat the Dolphins last week. Throw a parade. You beat the Dolphins in the last second field goal after a defensive pass interference got you the ball back. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see the progress, and that's sort of what you're looking for. Like in Arizona, okay, Cliff Kingsbury's won three football games, but they have the pieces in place. Kyle Absolutely. gets a little better each and every week. The Absolutely. defense stinks. You yep. can fix that. But what's Adam Gase done? I don't see it. And like him and Freddie Kitchens are two guys that probably mm. should be one and done. But here's the thing that I always say when people get fired up about getting rid of guys: All right, you better have a plan B. You're gonna fight. there'll be eight probably guys fired this year. There are always seven or eight guys. There aren't seven or eight coaches you can hire that are gonna come in and fix your football team. So that's what you need to have in, sort of in the back of your mind because 
You can fire whoever you want, but if you bring in a guy who's worse than the guy you just fired, guess what? It's not going to work out. Um, you know, when when you look at uh, down in Dallas, do you believe Jerry Jones that uh, they have had no conversations with <laughs> Urban Meyer? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but uh, look, here's here's my theory about how the coaching search will go, assuming that Jason Garrett at some point gets relieved. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones does not like Jimmy Johnson, and Jerry Jones does like Jimmy Johnson for a few reasons, I would imagine. One that pops into my head is that Jimmy Johnson took credit for winning all those Super Bowls, and Jerry Jones wants to take credit. I think that's in part, this is my conspiracy theory, why um, Jason Garrett lasted so long. Because J- Jimmy Jones, uh, Jerry Jones could say whatever he wanted to the media, said, I did this, I did that, and he knows Jason Garrett isn't going to pipe up. So you bring in someone like Urban Meyer – Urban Meyer's not going to sit on the sidelines when that team starts winning football games. Say, oh, yeah, this is all Jerry Jones's genius, fix the football team. I deserve none of the credit. And I, that's going to be the real sort of butting of heads. It's also why someone like Ron Rivera, I don't know if he would be willing to buy into that, even though I think he would be great for that football team. So we'll see what happens. It wouldn't surprise me if Jason Garrett signs a 10-year contract. It, you just never know what's going on. I would love for someone to Urban Meyer, like Urban Meyer to be in Dallas. Um to give that offense a chance, because I feel like they don't have a chance with sometimes some of the things Jason Garrett does. But we'll see. I suspect that they've had some sort of communication. Um, there's no reason not to. You can certainly talk to whoever you want uh, if he's not currently employed by an NFL team. And, and Urban Meyer has hinted that he wants to coach. So that seems like a guy I would call first. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, Moose and I were talking about that about a week or so ago. And, and I was bringing up the fact that to the point you kind of just made, Rye, like I, I don't – I think it's going to be difficult for any coach – especially an Urban Meyer type, let's just say I know he wouldn't be you know, like a Nick Saban. I don't think those type of men are going to be subservient right. at any time to Jerry Jones or any owner. You know what I mean? So I, I, do you think there's more of a chance that we could see someone, maybe a younger guy, you know, uh, coming out of college, you know, a college coach coming in there or something like that, that maybe a guy like that might have uh, a better look to go in and be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, Jeff Brom type guy or Scott Frost, uh, you know, Matt Rule. One Matt Rule, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Rule's a, a hot name. He was a hot name last year, and we were just talking about Adam Gase. He would be the Jets' head coach right now if they would have allowed him to hire his assistants. They didn't want to do that. And Matt Rule, even as a young guy, said, look, I'm not walking into that situation with my hands tied behind my back and asking me to fight a tiger. That, that's just not going to work out. Right. So maybe there's a little more leeway. The good news in Dallas is that, that Stephen Jones, Jerry's son, handles a lot of that stuff too, and he he's a little more, uh, I think, uh, less overbearing and sort of more open-minded. So maybe that situation where he could sell this on, on, on someone, uh, maybe a little younger. People always mention Lincoln Riley. Maybe Lincoln Riley at some point wants to coach. He's still in his 30s, and he is the mayor. No, he's, not, he's the governor of Oklahoma. He can do whatever he wants down there. You come into Dallas, you got people to answer to. You're not recruiting. You have to, you're at the, you know, you have to wait on the draft and these guys you can sign. I don't know if he would do that right now. Maybe Matt Rule, he was interested last year, would be uh, uh, an easier get, so to speak. But, again, he, he made it clear that he's not going to come into a situation where he's just a puppet, and then you can blame everything on him when you win one football game. You know, uh, Ryan, how deep does, uh, I guess, this championship contention, you look at the AFC and the NFC combined, how many teams do you think can win the Super Bowl this year? The Ravens, the Chiefs. I have to put the Patriots in there, even though they do not look very good, only because they have a history of winning these things. The Saints, the 49ers, and, you know, I, I think that's it. I'm not sold on the Packers, even though they're 10-3. and three. The Cowboys, obviously, I mean, come on, they're leading their division. The issue with Seattle is it's just Russell Wilson. The defense hasn't played very well. I like the Vikings, but I just don't like Kirk Cousins in big games, even though he's played a little better this year. And the Texans, I can't trust them. 
Uh, I mean, the Buffalo Bills and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are fun stories, but let's be real. I don't think they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl. In fact, I think there's a better chance oh, the Titans sort of wow. sneak in. I'm a, big, I'm, I'm a big Bills fan. Thanks. Appreciate that. Wait a second. <laughs> so what, are you, Tat, what are you going to do Sunday night when Benny Snell has to play the Bills? What, oh. you, what kind of shirt are you wearing? Hey, dude, you want to hear something about Benny Snell? <laughs> we got something to tell you about Benny Snell. You ain't gonna, so we he's supposed to be on as a guest. I got to go there, Moose. Yeah. Just because we had this thing going yeah, with Ryan course, about yeah. Benny Snell. It was Friday, Moose? What, what day was uh, it? Yeah, it was Friday. Benny Snow was supposed to be on as a guest. No show. What? Yeah. No show. <laughs> How's that, dude? I was like, I, I, I was, Benny Snow was about to call into basically the, the, the most, but there's no bigger fan on national radio than no. Taz is of Benny Snow. Like, he oh, did himself a disservice. He was walking in basically to heaven. <laughs> Taz, Taz would have started referencing his high school games. Yeah, Taz is the kid standing at the fence after the football game with, with the football to get signed, and <laughs> Benny Stell says, get out of the way. Get out of the way, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh, man. All right, well, look. I understand I, Hey, so here's the deal, right? I am done with Mr. Snell. I'm telling you. <laughs> man, that's a sad day. It is bad. Uh, right? yeah. Ryan, lock out there in Denver, I'll tell you, um, and I know it's early. He's confident, has a swagger about him, makes all the throws. I, we know that he was kind of turnover prone or a little errant with the football, a little bit too much of a gambler in Missouri at times. But he, do, it, it looks like Elway finally found a quarterback. Let's hope so. One game, but that one game was great against the Texans, as we talked about earlier. They just gave up in that game. But whatever, credit goes to, to Drew Locke as well. It makes you wonder why it took him so long to get on the field. I know he's on IR, quote-unquote, but he wasn't hurt that whole time. Joe Flacco didn't work out. Brandon Allen didn't work out. And that's okay. So now, I mean, this makes some sense. Denver's not going anywhere. You have three or four games left. Put them out there, the rookie. See what you have. And if it works out, great. If not, you can sort of plan around that in the offseason. But he had a great start, and um, I liked him a lot. We talked about it in the spring, and, and I thought he would have a chance to be pretty good. He had one good game, and, and we'll see. I mean, don't forget, Daniel Jones had a barn burner when he came out against Tampa Bay. And everyone, You're right about that. Yeah, everyone was, was you know yelling at everyone else who didn't love Daniel Jones as number six overall. So we'll see. But it's a great start, and I'm happy for him. He's, he's, he's a nice kid. Um, he said and did all the right things, even when things were sort of looking down, not only during the draft process, but early in the, in the NFL season. And um, his teammates seem to like him. So, look, those are all great things, and I hope he continues to play well. I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., where Taz and I spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, o- over the course of the last year, two years since we've been doing the show, Ryan, um, you know, the, the drama just does not go away with Odell Beckham Jr. Is this going to be one and done for him? Uh, out there in Cleveland with the Browns? Uh, three weeks ago, I, I floated. I got a lot of conspiracy theories. I floated another conspiracy theory after watching the the Patriots sort of muddle through another game offensively and seeing Tom Brady as frustrated as I've ever seen him. Do not be surprised, uh, according to my tinfoil hat um, theories here. I feel like Odell Beckham's going to end up in New England. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to happen in the offseason. A.B. didn't work out. He can't come back because um, he still hasn't even – the investigation hasn't been done with the NFL, so who knows when he'll be cleared to play. And I feel like they need a receiver. They draft. They're going to pick late in the first round. They're going to get a receiver there. They want someone older who's established who can make plays. And we've seen it before where these guys go to New England and suddenly get their acts together. And look, it's not like Odell Beckham has has been Antonio Brown in terms of trying to get kicked off the Raiders. It seems like it's been a subtle sort of long game where he just it's one thing you hear about, something else you hear about the groin injury. Uh, he's not getting the looks and, and all that. It is weird that he's not being a bigger part of that offense. It's it's strange, in fact. He's a much better player. He's a better player, not a much better player than Jarvis Landry. Um, Jarvis Landry is, is the, the engine that drives that offense. He's had a great year. But it, it, how does this not work? And it makes you makes you wonder exactly what's going on. Um, we see little clips about 
uh, Odell Beckham asking Jimmy Garoppolo to come get him. Like maybe he needs the ride after the game to go get pizza, but it sounded like he, you know, he wanted to get out of Cleveland. And I understand that as well. So yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. It wouldn't make sense to keep him if he's not happy. And try to get something for him and keep building that team. Yeah, hey Ryan, uh, great job as always. We appreciate the time this morning and uh, and happy holidays to you and your family. And we'll be we'll be watching. We'll be reading. All right. Thanks, you Ryan. Too. Thank you, guys. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.